This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions. Because it's time to dish the dirt. On the AM740 Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. And I am the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, and uh, Charlie has changed dramatically since last week. In fact, I've even had her change the name to Dennis Flanagan. Uh, Dennis, <laughs> I, you didn't want to wear her outfit in. Uh, no, we, but we better not go there. No, no, that's right. <laughs> Charlie, of course, is busy. She'll be talking to us throughout my show, uh, direct and live from the Peterborough uh, Home and Garden Show. Yeah. So uh, she's might, she might be in, in the car listening in on the way up. So hi, Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Drive carefully. Yeah, indeed. And <laughs> it, it's so nice to see Dennis. He's just sobered up from St. Patrick's. Day, and uh, <laughs> we're we're uh, here to have have a little bit of fun and answer a lot of questions. Dennis will be answering the questions. I'll take care of part of the fun part, but Dennis is a riot anyway. And uh, our numbers to call four one six three six zero zero seven forty. That's for Toronto listeners, and then anywhere else in the province, toll free one eight six zero. Pardon me, eight six six seven forty. Four seven forty. That's one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. Now, as uh, as is Charlie's won't. Yeah. You uh, have a few announcements you want to kick off the show with. Let's do that, Frank. And, and All right. uh, actually, so Charlie sent me a couple of emails oh, did uh, she? Uh, this uh, week. Um, and it's a fan club, I think. Okay. <laughs> Well, it'd be a, uh, a couple of folks there, yeah. They certainly certainly praise all her good works on on the the station here and and her uh, efforts at Canada Bloom. So after I got through the four pages of praises for Charlie, down down the bottom, is, the bottom. is the actual event, which <laughs> is on on uh, from the Scarborough Garden uh, Society. And on Tuesday, uh, April the 10th at 7:30 at the uh, Scarborough Garden and Horticultural Society, they're having their general meeting. Um, and a, a lecture by Diane Westlake. Um, and I know probably Charlie will see Diane out in P- Peterborough today. So, um, And the topic is, yes, you can grow orchids. Um, and uh, that's, that's great, isn't it? Because we all absolutely love orchids. And the venue is Scarborough Village Community Centre, and that's on Kingston and Markham Road. And guests are welcome, and includes refreshments. Oh, no which, kidding! Which means Frank will probably well, be I'll there. Well, pro- I'll probably show up then. Yeah. <laughs> and another quick one from uh, one of my favorite societies too. So, to uh, Charlie is the Toronto Rhododendron uh, Society, and they have an annual sale on uh, April the twenty seventh, twenty second. I'm sorry, ten till three, and that's at the uh, Toronto Botanical Gardens at Los, uh, Leslie and uh, Lawrence. 
And um, I love this little note at the bottom, Frank. It says, 10 to 3 or until we run out. <laughs> run out. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, does that mean they run out or, or run out? Yeah, well, <laughs> we take in any, in any uh, fashion there, I'm sure. Uh, gee, I was just thinking uh, this being the Easter weekend. Yeah. I heard somewhere about the Easter lily plant itself. Yes. Not being, I mean, a lovely plant, I'm sure, but uh, it can be rather dangerous. Uh, it it can be, and that comes up sometimes. Uh, not from um, you know, and any plant can be poisonous if you eat enough of it, right? But <laughs> yeah. the, the 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 topic that comes up, particularly with Easter lilies, is the the yellow pollen oh. on the inside of the flower. Okay, and and often um, a good florist will actually pick that out of the flower, uh, so that you're getting the beautiful white lily. Uh, it stains. That's the problem. That that ye the, oh. the yellow pollen actually, if you get it on your clothing or a tablecloth, yeah, yeah. it. it it, it really does stain. So now, uh, could it be harmful to say a dog? If uh, I, I, or would I, a dog be inclined to eat it? I I, I think the um, there's a lot of a great topic for Charlie in the future for a show. There's a great uh, debate right now about pollen itself with with plants actually, uh -huh. and um, the possible effects it can have on. Um, either pets or, or humans that have any mm. kind of breathing or, or as, asthma problems. So uh, a lot of research being done right now on, on that subject. So, um, you know, love to hear from uh, your listeners uh, if they have ever had any experiences with, with pollen from plants. Um, and I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see all sorts of uh, research done on it. Interesting subject matter in yeah. any case. We'll have Charlie follow up on that. And maybe she's making a note as she's driving up to Peterborough <laughs> right that. now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Don't. Charlie, just try and remember. I'll remind you. Don't try and write it down. Uh, we're going to take a little bit of a break here and then come back and talk to uh, Rose in Brighton, where I'm sure it's a bright day there, too. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. And thank you for joining us here on The Garden Show, uh, normally hosted by Charlie. Charlie Dobbin, Dennis Flanagan, good chap that he is, has stepped in and will take over for Charlie in her stead and will return. And thank you, by the way, the first voice, I forgot to say hi to him, uh, our producer is David Gaskin. That's the first voice you shall hear when you call in the numbers. Back in a moment. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And uh, Franklin Proctor here, uh, uh, I, the sous chef of the garden. I was remiss when I introduced uh, Dennis Flanagan to not mention that, of course, you're with Landscape Ontario. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Landscape Ontario is, is the trade association for the, the province. We have about 2,000 members uh, across the province, and and that's uh, where I work with, with Charlie at Canada Blooms because we're one of the... Uh, the co-sponsors of Canada Blooms. Right, yes. okay. Well, we'll talk a little bit more yeah, about yeah. that later on in the show, okay? Meantime, we did promise to get up to Brighton, Ontario, just a lovely little town there. Rose is on the line. Well, a perfect person to call the garden show. Hey, Rose, how are you oh, this morning? Good morning to both of you. Good morning. And uh, morning, Mr. Flanagan's going to be coming to Brighton on the 24th to our Horticulture Society. I am. On Transplant Tales. I am very much looking forward to my trip to Brighton, Rose. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, very much. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been to that horticultural society before. So Now, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, uh, Rose, in our travels during the summertime, well, a couple of years ago, uh, Di and I went to Brighton, and there's a Proctor Theater there, is there not? There's a Proctor Barn Theater, and That's there's right. also the Proctor Museum, which I help at for both. Oh, well, do you? Well, it's say hi to my relatives. Home. It's <laughs> worth coming to see. Wow. That's <laughs> beautiful. It really yeah. is. We took a tour, and it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. <laughs> so anyway, you you got a question here uh, having to do with moss? Yes. Um, I know you people talked about moss before, but I find this year I've got, it's even getting in my flower garden, and I have a huge one, and I'm, it's parts of my lawn. Now, I do have a lot of shade, but um, there gets sun, you know, somewhere most of the, or part of the day, and you can just pull it off like you could pull off wallpaper, mm-hmm. and I've been digging it out of the garden. My sister-in-law said she tried, um, like, vinegar uh, watered down with water and went around with a sprinkling can, and that seemed to help a bit. Mm. Have you any suggestions for me, please? That's a, well, that's a interesting solution from your sister-in-law, actually. Uh, what, what was happening there, she was actually burning it off with the vinegar. But um, in actual fact, it's almost the opposite, um, Rose. And, and you're right, it is worse uh, this coming season. And that's because if we cast our memories back a year ago, how wet it was a year ago. And we're seeing the residue of all that wetness in the ground from a year ago uh, where some of that moss started. Um, Moss needs to three things, actually. It needs a bit of shade, it needs damp conditions, and it um, needs an acid-type soil. So if you can reverse any of those, uh, if you can get more sunlight, um, if you can imp- improve the circulation, and but more importantly, try to change the acidity in the soil. And the best way I've found by doing that is to add uh, horticultural lime, just like lime. you would, yeah, just like you would talcum powder, yeah. a rose, just, just sprinkle it on the soil. And by changing the acidity of the soil, the moss isn't going to like the new conditions, the lime conditions. And to me, that is the most effective way. And increasing the drainage in any way. In, in the lawn, just aerating it, you know, punching holes in, yeah. in, in, in the ground is, is, is the best way. Oh, I'm good at doing that. Because <laughs> I dig out the dandelions. <laughs> and, and 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 you know, you know, Frank mentioned when he was down, he 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 saw his uh, namesake cathedral and, yes. and and museum. Was it was it? Frank? Yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. So, so Rose, from a horticultural standpoint, I I think you should name your not your moss the the Frank Proctor moss. <laughs> Um, in Brighton. And well, that's he... a good idea. It is, it is pretty, though. I must say, it's a lovely limey green, but well. I'm getting a little discouraged with it. But thank you very much for your help. I, I tend to do that. Lime. I tend to do that to people, yes. uh, Rose. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank, thank you. you, Mr. Proctor. If you come down in July and August, we'll hope to see you. Well, as a matter of fact, we are coming that, down that way uh, yes. to Lake on the Mountain. Uh, oh, yes, you're right, down Picton Way. Yep, yes. yep. We just love that spot. Stop but we, we'll us. drop in and say hi. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, have a great day in beautiful Brighton. Nine seventeen, our time here. Let's get to another call here, Dennis. Uh, Don in Coburg on the line from Coburg. Good morning, Don. Good morning. How are you, gentlemen, this morning? Great, great. Good morning, Don. How are you? Good. I've got a question regarding a flat of geraniums that I bought. They're small geraniums, like in about a three-inch pots, and um, they've all started to uh, put out flower buds, and I was wondering, because it's going to be some time yet before I can put them in the ground, should I be pinching those flower buds out? Hmm. What a great, what a great question. Aren't you a brave man out there buying, buying uh, geraniums al- already? Uh, <laughs> keen, keen gardeners here on this show, uh, Oh, Frank. yeah. 
Uh, great question. And, and um, why I say it's a great question? Because it's the toughest thing in the world to tell people to take flower buds off of small plants. They, they all scream at you. Go, I, just, I just bought these things. So, Don, you're absolutely right, actually. I would be tempted this time of year. Uh, you can put that flat of geraniums outside in the daytime uh, yeah. to start hardening it off. At night, I would certainly bring it in. And you know that if you bring it inside... The, the light gets stretched, which means the plants get stretched, which means you have very leggy plants. And so exactly. you, are, you are dead on the money. Uh, by, by just pruning those back a little bit, pinching them back, um, you will uh, that'll pay dividends um, in, in six to eight weeks from now because those geraniums will branch out and you'll get three times as many, many, uh, many flower buds on it. Yeah. Excellent. Terrific suggestion. Yeah. Thanks for the call. That's a uh, that's great it, to hear. People are out buying. Yeah, it's it's adverse to what you would think. Yes, you know? and it, yes. I'm sure it must uh, be a bit of a trepidatious moment when you go. Oh God, I don't oh. you know pinch these little guys off. Oh yeah, very but much, very much. You got to so. do it. You you you, you got to do it. Um, to you know, be a little cruel to be kind. Yeah, uh, and tough love. Uh, tough love, and it'll pay off in a, in a, in a few weeks. Yeah. Okay. Well, our special guest today is Dennis Flanagan with uh, Landscape Ontario, and uh, we. We'll be back to uh, take more callers and answer your questions. Or Hey, if you have suggestions, by all means, that's always welcome. Charlie Dobbin will be talking to a little bit later on today uh, through the uh, wonder of radio. She's up in uh, Peterborough at the uh, Home and Garden Show up there, so she'll be checking out this a little later on. Uh, and the phone numbers I will repeat again. You'll be talking to David Gaskin, our producer, when you first call in. In Toronto, 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in Ontario, it's toll-free. 1-866-740-4740. Back in a moment. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, flocks, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. you picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And I'm Frank Proctor, the sous chef of the garden. Uh, happy to be in studio with Dennis Flanagan of Landscape Ontario as we go back to our lines now and say hi to Stan in Brampton. Hi, Stan. Hi, Frank. How are you doing Hello, this morning? Dennis. Morning, Stan. Um, I have a poinsettia. Yes. And uh, at the last week of the uh, uh, Canada Bloom show, uh, I was preparing to dry it out and then... Um, um, put it away when um, a new um, um, a shoot came out. Uh, um, Bracts. Surprised you. <laughs> it really did. Um, and uh, now, uh, and it's in a very sunny window. I'm in an yeah. apartment. Yeah. And um, I water it uh, free, you know, when it's required. Yeah. Uh, now, um. <laughs> what, what, what should you do? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Stan, do you, do you have a balcony on on yes. on your apartment? At yeah. this at this stage, because it's sprung back into life, it's sprung back into um, you know green growth. Um, I would literally enjoy it as a, as a green plant for the summer. Um, so sometime in mid May, late May. Um, so between now and then, it's going to put on a lot of green growth and trim that back, uh, keep it keep it bushy. Um, and I would actually enjoy it as, as a green plant out, out on your balcony in semi-shade. 
um, and keep it down to about eight or ten inches high, and then uh, next September bring it in, and then you can start that process of of reflowering it again by by keeping it in uh, keeping it in the dark for a, a few weeks. Um, little like Frank and I kept in the dark many yes. times for a few weeks. <laughs> Uh, so, Stan, yeah, we, we all got caught um, with lots of plants this year uh, uh, with this strange, very early spring. Uh, so that's what, that's what I would do and enjoy it as a summer plant and then start your flowering process again um, late next fall for, for Christ, Christmas display. Uh, one, one problem, Dennis, yeah? is that uh, there is no shade on my balcony. Ouch. It's complete sun. Um, I'm southeast. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah that, that's a that's a great question. And when that's come up before, uh, if there's any way you can you can cheat a little bit uh, okay. by sort of putting it be a little bit behind a, a table or the back of a chair okay. for many hours, a piece or an of umbrella. We have an, an umbrella. Good idea. One of those, yeah. you know, umbrellas that we actually tie to the yes. um, uh, yeah railing, and uh, it provides a lot of shade. That's a great idea. Yeah. So. Oh. If you can, it's just it's just so much uh, better for the plants if it can get outside. Uh, but you're right; that's tough conditions. And if, as Frank said, if you can offer a bit of shade, um, you'll you'll just stop the leaves from burning up as quickly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so put it out right away. No, no, I would hang off. It's still some cold nights out there at the moment, oh, uh, yeah. Stan. So uh, I would uh, keep it inside, keep it trimmed back on the windowsill, and um, obviously keep it keep it watered. And um, I'm guessing this year, probably mid-May, so about a, about another four weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great, Stan. Thank you for calling in. Oh, thank you, Frank, and thank you, Dennis. Thanks. Have a great day there in Brampton. It's, uh, let's see, 925 here on a good-looking Saturday morning. And let's welcome Hank to the line, calling in from Mississauga. Good morning, Hank. Good morning, fellas. How are you this morning? Great, thanks. Great. Good. Um, I just had a question about roses, and I know Charlie has gone on about them so many times, and I just keep missing the program. She had a a little rhyme that she said, something about um, trim them to your ankles when it's cold and to your thighs when it's warm or something. Do you remember that, Frank? Geez, no. You think I would with body parts being mentioned. Yes, you would. (laughs) Yes. Anyway, I... uh, I, uh, my question is, uh, uh, my father. I'm trying to rhyme rash with beautiful something. Beautiful roses that have been left to me to tend in his yard now and in front of the house, and and they haven't been clipped. They weren't clipped down, and I just want to know what's the best treatment for them now. Can I cut them back low, or what should I be doing with them? Yeah, you 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 can. Depends on the variety a little bit, Hank. But my my guess would be you're probably talking about hybrid teas or grandiflores, the traditional roses. And I'm I'm like Frank. I'm not sure about Charlie's rhyme, or, or, although I would like to see her actually demonstrate it in person. Actually, um, <laughs> but do that now. I, I think <laughs> I, I think the ankle thing comes from um, you're absolutely right. I, I did this to my roses yesterday, so here's the perfect timing: is to get out, make sure you're taking the winter any winter wrapping off of them. Um, uh, just uh, cultivating the soil around them, just getting the soil to breathe. Put a little bit of um, um, sulfur dust around to take care of any fungus spores. And what the kind of dust? Uh, sulfur, garden, garden sulfur. Okay. And, and, and Hank, the pruning height thing, the ankle thing is we're going down. Now, Charlie's got quite high ankles, obviously, because. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see in heels. <laughs> 
<laughs> I prune, I prune my roses down to about about eight eight inches off of the ground, six to eight in, inches off of the ground. So, and and just if you can, uh, if you can look at it closely and try to prune just above what we call an outward facing bud, so that as that new bud develops, you create a nice open rose, and that cuts down on um, the, you know the the fungus and and black spot problems that occur later on. So okay, the, uh, one other thing mm-hmm. about one of the bushes, one of the roses, is now being infringed by these these short stubby pines or spruces. They're evergreens anyway, like little yep. Christmas tree bushy kind of thing. Yep. And he's got several of them, and then roses in between them. <clears> and <throat> one of them now has just encroached one of the roses. Yep. Should I? Will I be hurting it if I dig that rose up and move it? If you're real quick, uh, this season's really fast on us this year. So if you if you get out there and after you've pruned it back, so to prune it back first down to that six or eight inches, uh, be be real quick in the next week or so and, and, and dig around, get as much soil as you can, uh, pre-prepare the soil of the hole that you're putting it into uh, so that that bare root rose isn't hanging around, uh, drying out in the wind, and right. lots of lots of cattle manure, lots of bone meal, and uh, yeah, have a have a try because you're right. It's not very compatible. The the dwarf pines and the roses they'll compete with each other. Okay. Yep. Okay. okay. Gee, Hank, That's I think. Great. Thanks, fellas. I really appreciate it. Hank, I and think you enjoy this fine day. I think I've I've remembered the little uh, thing from uh, Charlie, the little poem. I think it went. Uh, to make you sigh, grow it to your thigh. If you're talking grass, grow it to your... Oh, no, no, I didn't. I, 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 darn, I thought I had it, but I haven't. Thanks for the thought anyway, Hank. It's 229. As, as we progress along the show, and I better mention those phone numbers again, in Toronto, call 416-360-0740. And then anywhere in the province, toll-free, 866 740 4740. Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario is our special moderator today instead of Charlie Dobbin, who will be talking to us a little bit later on from the Peterborough Home and Garden Show. Now, Mel in North York has a question here. Hi, Mel. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Um, I'd like to ask you about, we have a Benjamina tree that's about 25, 30 years old and Got some bad advice, and we drowned it there for a while and <laughs> lost all the leaves. We stopped that. But I'm, it's starting to come back pretty nicely, but I want to know how we could um, prune it back. We put it out in the in the summertime and bring it in in the fall. That's about the whole thing. Yeah, good for, good, good for you, Mel. Um, and I, I'm sorry you got that bad advice from another radio show, but I'm glad you... <laughs> wasn't a radio <laughs> <laughs> a former friend a former friend a former i like that friend. <laughs> yeah uh, uh, g- great question mel and i think the way to look at benjamina trees although we think of them as tropical plants we think of them house plants but really just think of it as a canadian shrub when we put it outside in the garden think of it as a facithia a viburnum uh, and 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 really the pruning uh, is, a, is along the same lines. So we're doing a couple of things. We're thinning out the, the plant to stop any uh, branches crossing. We're reducing the overall height by about 30%, about about a third, uh, and, and we're just trying to rejuvenate the plant. Uh, same rules apply to any tree planting, whether it's a Benjamina tree or any tree. Remove any, any dead and diseased 
um, twigs to discourage any any insects and disease problems and, and thin it out. Timing, uh, Mel, which is the next I know the next question, because it really doesn't flower the plant, it doesn't matter quite as much. Um, I'll bet you Frank will probably make a poem up before the end of the <laughs> end of the show about Benjaminas. But um, my my solution would be to say, uh, sometime in mid, mid, if you're putting it outside, let it get out, let it put that new flush of growth on, and uh, prune it back in about mid June. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Very Thank much. you, Mel. Ah, Benjamina, <laughs> grow between uh, the house and the. Oh, I don't know. I. You see, I'm too short a time there to be really, really clever, uh, which is often a, a real chore for me. Um, you are listening to The Garden Show here with Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario, subbing for our good friend Charlie Dobbin. Uh, the time, 9.32 on this beautiful Saturday morning. And uh, the phone lines again, 416-360-0740 Toronto. Anywhere else in the province, hey, toll free, one 866 740 4740 and uh, call in have a wee chat with uh, David Gaskin our producer and get online as did Cecilia calling in from a great little uh, uh, town Lindsay good morning Cecilia good morning Frank how are you fine thank you um, I'm calling about um, something is digging up my backyard half of it is dug up like a water chiller went through it yeah yeah so um, do you um, does the gentleman know what's what's um, digging it up, whether it's a skunk or a groundhog or whatever? Yeah, probably either a skunk or a raccoon, Cecilia, this time of year. Um, I, I, I'll bet you that that's probably 50% of Charlie's calls next week yeah. <laughs> with, with, yeah. with, the, with the grubs in the lawn. Yeah. Um, it's, here's the good side, Cecilia. It's, it's an indication that you are a very good gardener and you've got a very, very healthy soil and a very healthy lawn. So there's, there's the plus side. You, you've done a great job. Um, and that's why the grubs like you and that's why they're there. <laughs> Um, and and the skunks and raccoons are just digging for those grubs uh, because they're hungry after the winter time. Yeah. Um, to be absolutely honest, there's not a lot you can do this time of year apart from repair the damage that they they've made. So let them finish their buffet. Uh, let 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 them get it over with. Uh, don't you know? Don't. Uh, don't do anything. No, sit inside and, and, and write poems. Um, there's a whole theme to this show here today. Uh, sit inside and write poems about grubs and, and skunks and, and, and let them do their thing. Then get out um, with some good uh, topsoil, some good top dressing, some high-quality grass seed and repair that damage. But the most important thing I'm going to tell you here, Cecilia, is to get your garden calendar out and mark down in late August, in September, to start applying controls for the white grubs. Um, and, and so that hopefully this time next year, you're, you're not phoning in with the same problem. So uh, it's all to do with life cycle. And, and by putting nematodes down, which is, which is the um, most, most recommended application nowadays for, for grub control in, in, in lawns, but it has to be done at the right timing. So um, go, go to your local garden center, and, and they'll probably tell you right now you're 10% effective. Later on in the gardening season, um, in late summer, early fall, you're going to be 99% effective. Mid-July, uh, yeah, or, uh, on, well, August. After, late basically. August, Frank, yeah. 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 Um, you can put down the nematodes now. You can, but you know, you. Uh, 
I'm just hesitant on the, on the money that you're going to spend. Even if you can find them, number one, Cecilia, uh, there's not many places that will carry n- nematodes this time of year. You can apply it or you can get, bring a company in to apply it, which might be a better solution. Um, and they will be somewhere between 10 15% effective. So it might make you feel better. <laughs> um, we'll get at the so grubs really. How long do really you think yet. these animals will be digging it up? Another couple of weeks. Oh. Another couple of weeks. They're very hungry. They're out there looking for the grubs. Mm-hmm. Um, when they disappear, you can get out there, as I say, with top dressing and seed, and, and we we repair the repair the damage. Yeah. So, does that help, Cecilia? Okay. okay thank you. Wish there thank was you. a magic answer to that yeah. one. <laughs> but it's just wait until the uh, yeah. latter part of the summer yeah, yeah. for the nematodes. Right. Uh, 9.37, and uh, oh, just a, a quick note that uh, Dennis uh, is, of course, from Landscape Ontario. Tell us just a little bit about Landscape before we go to our next caller. Yeah, Frank, it's a, it's a, it's a not-for-profit association, mm-hmm. uh, and so... We encourage people in the landscape business, the um, garden center business, anything to do with the green end industry to belong to our association. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, in, in, in turn, uh, get obviously membership benefits. And, and we do a lot of training uh, for our members across the province uh, through, our, through our chapters. Uh, we run a lot of educational courses so that uh, we're uh, helping to educate and train uh, landscape companies throughout the province to be able to do anything from uh, laying interlocking brick uh, mm-hmm. well to mm-hmm. pruning. Um, so it's the it's the professional side of the industry. That's, okay, that's what we represent. As indicated earlier in the show, uh, we had the call from Brighton. Yes, and uh, you're going up there to speak. Do you do this on behalf of uh, Landscape Ontario? Yes, in fact, yeah. uh, when I'm down in Brighton, I'll be uh, that. That's what we call our Upper Canada chapter yeah, da- yeah. down there, and we've got some wonderful members. And uh, some of those will, those people will be at the meeting. Um, I'm a little like Charlie. When I travel across the province, it's always nice to suggest some local ex- experts after we've, we've, we've oh, left. Sure. Yeah. Um, so that, uh, you know, we, we can make suggestions, but it's nice if someone can pick up the phone and, and talk to some local experts, too. Oh, yeah. that's great. Okay. And uh, how can folks find the online uh, Landscape yeah, just, Ontario? Uh, that's at www.landscapeontario.com. And our, our little brand is called Green for Life. Well, there you go. Okay. I've paid your salary for today. Now, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're off and running to another caller this time around, out to Scarborough to uh, talk to Joyce. Good morning, Joyce. Oh, good morning. And how are you today? Just great, thanks. You know, you two guys should take your show on the road. You know, Uh-oh. Good tag team. <laughs> Well, he's a great guy to work with. If Charlie isn't here, uh, my my bet goes to Dennis Flanagan. Yes. What I'm calling about is um, I have some French shallots, S-H-O-L-L-O-T-S, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. And um, is it too early to put it out in the garden? Now, you're in Scarborough, Joyce. I'm in Scarborough, yes. So, southern part of Scarborough? Um, by Ellesmere Kennedy area. Yeah, have you been out in the in the garden yet? Oh yes, I've been out there. Have you? And oh, how's yes. how's the ground when you turn it over? Uh, it's about um, it's warm for the first maybe three inches, and then after that, it's cold. It's a little cold, is it? Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I can wait, but you know, if I have to. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably, if it was me, um, I'd probably go for it, Joyce. To be honest <laughs> with you, um, yeah, I'd, I'd try it. That's it does it does change from garden to garden, and that's why I asked you if you've got a raised bed and it's a well drained uh, soil. That soil yes, heats. Yeah, and I get the sun, you know, right yeah? until sunset. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, well, the, you know, the, the, the salad crops and the more tender vegetables, no, absolutely not. That's, that's not going out yet. But uh, by the sounds of your garden, yes, I think you should spend your Easter Sunday planting <laughs> shallots. Okay. But uh, we see, I have, uh, I have chives, garlic chives, mm-hmm. the Egyptian chives, and the regular chives, and they're all up. Yeah, I know. It's, I was looking through my herb garden yesterday, same thing. Now, that's different. If they were planted last year, they, okay. they, they've taken root and they're nice and tough and they're, they're just enjoying the good weather. Uh, new plantings this year, um, it's, it's, you know, a little, little bit early for most people. Um, so new plantings, I, I would just be um, seeing how warm your individual ground is. Uh, a lot of people right now are putting plastic over the top of their vegetable gardens to heat it, heat it up, get yes. that lovely sun that we're getting today. Yes, um, I think it's an exciting season this because we're so far, far ahead, ahead of the game, you yeah. know, and it's 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 actually very um, it's it's very encouraging. Um, you know, we haven't had an early season like this in years. So, uh, Joyce, I'm I'm kind of putting a vote in for you to get out there gardening this weekend. Okay, I will, and then I'll let you know. I mean, thank you. Okay, and goodbye. Thanks a lot yeah. for the call. Oh, I know. I I knew I'd regret that, but I had to do it. I had to do it. 9.40 is the time here. It's The Garden Show, normally hosted by Charlie Dobbin, uh, from whom we'll hear a little bit later on in my show uh, as she calls in from the Peterborough Home and Garden Show. Uh, in the meantime, it's Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario, and Dennis shall return to answer questions after these words on The Garden Show from AM740 Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size, there's more going on in the garden than we do realize. And should little creatures become a big problem, well, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And as I mentioned off the top, it's Frank Proctor here, the sous chef of the garden. But in uh, the stead of uh, our good friend Charlie Dobbin, Dennis Flanagan from Landscape Ontario, answering the questions and uh, uh, meeting a lot of nice folks today. And by the way, congratulations to one and all for I didn't even have to repeat the mantra of the show, which is call early, call often. One question per call. Everybody's held true to form. Good for you. And keep up the good work here from Bowmanville. Welcome to the show. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Great, thank you. Good morning, Anne. Great. Good morning. Uh, I have a question I'd like to ask. Four years ago, I planted some beautiful evergreens. I live along the lake, mm-hmm. and we're about 10 degrees colder than uptown Bowmanville. Right. A few of them started to be very small, tiny, tiny, and not grow. Can I move them now? Yeah, uh, boy, you, you've uh, hit the timing perfectly there, Anne. Uh, this is a great time to be moving them. Uh, you're moving them because you think the location is a little too harsh for them, is that? I think, and I think in front of the lake it's yeah. a little bit too cold in the wind. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think you're probably right. And you'll get some uh, winter damage from that lake wind actually on Evergreen. So if you can put them um, in, a, in a little bit of shelter... Be careful that most um, evergreens, dwarf evergreens, require sun. So um, you're, you're sort of caught between a, a rock and a hard place, if that's a landscaping term, um, that you're trying to find some protection from the house or maybe a hedge uh, that, that cuts that wind so that it doesn't get hit. 
uh, but they're still in a, in a, in some fairly good light. That's good the light. that's the tree. I trick. remember questions like this uh, sometimes answered by Charlie with this solution, uh, uh, and you can uh, check it out, Dennis, or let me know whether I'm way off beam on this. But having four stakes around the yeah. uh, around the tree, and then maybe burlap. Yeah. around there, so it protects it from the wind, but you still get the sun coming in the top. Is that uh, Yeah, and that, and that Frank, is, is uh, for winter protection of oh, those okay. evergreens. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that's a great solution, and, and I think Charlie and I would both agree on that. Uh, it's just, you know, as, as Anne's suggesting here, now these, these evergreens are, are small at the moment. Oh, so you don't want to, yeah. So, Completely. you know, now, the op- now is the opportunity to look around the yard and think of a more natural way of planting them where they get more natural protection as, as opposed yeah, to sure, yeah. having to get out there every year and, and you know, do stakes and, and, and burlap, which is the perfect solution for established. But I think Anne's sort of looking at her property going, hmm. Is there anywhere else I could I right. could transplant these where they'll get a little bit more little bit more protection? So, um, and and you know, great time of year this to you know people will be calling and very anxious to garden. Um, and there's certain things you can't do, uh, but you can walk around with a clipboard and a pencil and and review your garden for the year. There's, and that's the greatest thing to do this weekend is to is to talk about where you might be moving things, adding a perennial garden. Um, and and you know if people aren't a- actually out there uh, digging and 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 pruning and doing things this weekend, at least get out and enjoy the sunshine. Uh, take out a, a book and a, uh, and a and a pencil. Um, if this was was Frank, he'd be writing a poem as he walked to, <laughs> walked walked around the the garden. He called what do you call yourself, Frank? The sous chef. Sous chef. The yeah, garden, but yes. I, under gardener. I, I think Charlie's going to rename you as the poet laureate. Actually. Oh well, now I wouldn't mind that either. Yeah. <laughs> Longfellow, but at five foot four, you know that's a little ridiculous, I guess. Hope that helps, <laughs> Anne. Um, oh, it does. Immense, immense. Yeah, it's strange. On one side of the the, the lake, yeah. there's nothing. On the other side, my my uh, bushes and flowers have um, and rose bushes. Have blooms on it. Look at that! Really? Yeah. In so, the same garden, you've probably moved what we call a zone. Right. Wow! Good yeah. for you. Isn't that something? Yeah. yeah. Take a picture. Send it in. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> hey, that's a good idea. <laughs> Thank you, Dennis. Thanks, Thanks. Frank. Thank Love you. Show you know that. Oh, bless your heart. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Have uh, a wonderful day, gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. Same to you, and happy Easter, Easter and uh, happy Passover too. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, that started last night, didn't it? it did. Passover. Yes. Yeah. So Lots of morning. celebrations going on this yeah, this, that uh, is this weekend for sure. I was uh, the Easter Bunny's uh, emissary uh, yesterday. I delivered a whole and, and on his behalf a whole bunch of uh, chocolate goodies to my five granddaughters. <laughs> Good Lord, break wow. the bank. Yeah, I tell you. Now, the guys in the control room are here wondering where they're eggs, aren't you guys? Where, oh, look, where oh, the, yeah. geez. <laughs> David Gaskin's got the big pout on now, and I'm in tr- Thank you very much, Dennis, for getting me into hot water. Well, uh, let's see if we can get out of hot water here by welcoming Astrid to the line from Hamilton. Good morning, Astrid. Yeah, good morning. Oh, thank you for taking my call. Um, I have a hibiscus plant, which uh, I uh, uh, used to have outside for three years. Last year, it did not bloom, and it was in the Peterborough area in Mm. the garden. Now I live down in uh, Hamilton, Mm -hmm. and I'm not quite sure what to do with it. The foliage is healthy, looks good. I watered it very little over the winter, uh, but it doesn't seem to be doing nothing. 
Yeah, you know, Astrid, how long ago did you move? Oh, uh, <laughs> just recently. Yeah, just recently. You know what, what plants do, um, and this is so typical of the tropical plants when we move them, they really do adjust to the new light in a, in a house, uh, quite dramatically sometimes. I've seen a Benjamino tree lose all of its leaves um, overnight and within a month um, grow them um, all back again or grow back the number that they need. So what you're going through is, is, is a reaction from the plant um, from moving it to new light conditions more than anything. Yeah. So once it uh, settle down a little bit. I think you're, you're doing um, everything right. Um, don't change how you were looking after it when you were in Peterborough. Uh, hibiscus are uh, hungry plants. They you know, need some um, uh, tropical house food every, every couple of weeks. If you can, uh, even now in, in, in Hamilton, as, as you did in Peterborough, if you can get it outside for the summer, I would. In, in semi-shade, that would be absolutely perfect. Uh-huh. Um, and it will... The, the word is acclimatize. Um, that's, that's really what it is, Astrid. It's acclimatizing to its new conditions. can take anything from one to six months for it to kind of understand that it's been moved and it's, it's going to acclimatize itself to the new situation. So um, I think you're, you're going to be absolutely, absolutely fine, and I'll bet you by um, mid-August you're enjoying some of those beautiful hibiscus flowers in, in your new, new garden in Hamilton. Okay. Oh, thank you. That sounds uh, quite uh, good, and uh, I'll try and do all my best I can. And thank you so much for uh, having me, and have a happy Easter. And hey. the same to you. Thank you very much for the nice wishes. By the way, to those folks uh, to whom we've uh, said, hey, maybe send a picture along to Charlie Dobbin. Yes. Her email address is c as in Charlie, Dobbin, D-O-B-B-I-N, at am740.ca. And uh, send along a picture or whatever. And you can also send uh, just a regular email with a question if you're a little shy about getting on the air. And uh, I want to quickly get along to our next break because waiting on the line and paying the freight is a (laughs) caller from Buffalo. So we'll get to that in just a couple of moments here on The Garden Show with today, Dennis Flanagan. Don't change the radio station. Just because the weather changes, garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio, AM 740. And as admitted right off the top, it is not Charlie Dobbin today, but from Landscape Ontario, Dennis Flanagan has been a delight thus far, uh, Dennis, and uh, we'll progress with our callers. But you miss Charlie, don't you? Well, I do. You know, she, uh, I know. I thought she was going to phone in. Gonna, well, she's what going happened? to phone in a little bit later on. Oh, oh, to to our line here. Yeah. Gee, she could. You know, be nice to hey, hear. Hey, Charlie. Her. Yeah, give a call. You know the private line to David Gaskin. Then, <laughs> what the heck's going on? Uh, I'm hurrying along here because uh, a Buffalo caller, uh, Lori by name, is on the line. And uh, welcome to the show. And uh, a happy day to you too. Happy Easter. Thank you. Happy Easter to you as well. I have a question regarding um, hydrangeas. I have two in my yard, and, you know, we had this recent spell where the temperature was really high, and the thing started, like, trying to come out. You Mm. know, I had buds on it, Mm -hmm. and since then, we've had several nights where we've had, uh, you know, the the cold frost and the freezes and whatnot, and a lot of the buds have died. Now, there's a few that have survived. Is there, will this plant come back? Ooh, Lloyd, there's, the que- there's probably the question of the day um, uh, because that is the biggest danger everyone's talking about right now. There's, there's one day it's 
plus 20 and the next day it's you know minus two and what's that's doing to the plants specifically Laurie, with the hydrangeas uh, fortunately they do come from the base of the plant um, so my feeling would be uh, that n- you've definitely lost some of the new buds that came out um, you've definitely lost some of those those new tender leaves as, as they've come out um, I would make sure that you do have mulch mulch around those plants to protect the the surface roots of of those hydrangeas. Um, but I have very little doubt that new growth will come up from way down uh, from the crown of that hydrangea, and and you will indeed get a get a whole new shrub happening happening this um, this spring. So. Um, unfortunately, Laurie, we just, you know, the weather caught us, caught us out. If we'd known that, you could have maybe gone out there and covered, covered them with something. But, uh, hey, you know what? Hydrangeas are tough, and they're going to come from the base. So just hang in there. So, so they will come back? Yeah, yeah they will. Okay. That, yep. that was basically what I wanted to know. Excellent. Thank okay. you for thank you for joining us uh, from south of the border there. Okay. Thank you. All righty. All the best. 955 uh, here as we uh, get the last five minutes uh, and maybe you can squeeze in a couple of calls here. Let's uh, whip along to Karen in Welland. And isn't that the Rose City? Welland? It is. Yes. yes. Hello, Karen. Hello. Good morning to you. Hi, Karen. Um, I just wanted to make an inquiry about um, I've been trying to find some roses that are fragrant and but at the same time easy to grow yeah what a great question karen and and if you had to pick the the right year to ask the question 2012 uh is there some wonderful new roses coming out on the market and this is courtesy of the vineland research station that has that has taken on uh the uh, breed, new breeding program of canadian roses okay uh, there's a there's a new series called the canadian artist series artist yeah canadian okay. artist series and typically they they're, they're named uh, after people like Emily Carr and some famous uh, Canadian um, painters, artists, and uh, look for that new series. Um, they'll certainly be at garden centers in your neck of the woods in, in, in Welland, and they're, they're tough, and, and many of them have been bred for exactly what you're looking for, Karen, which is fragrance. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so that I can just get them in, the, in my neighborhood here. Yes, and if you want to... Um, go on the internet if you want to Google Google Vineland Research Center, uh, Vineland, and and look at the Canadian uh, Rose series. And that would be would that be a government in that Vineland Research? It's Center? it's got some government grants, but it's a private. It, it, it is a research station down near Niagara. Okay, no, no, I was just wondering about the uh, the email address oh, or just, the uh, website. Yeah. Mm, Google Vineland Research Roses. Center. Roses. Yep, and that'll that'll pop up for you. Oh, good. Okay, thanks a lot. Great tip. Thank you very much for the call. Thank you both. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. We do have time, uh, Dennis, for one more caller, and uh, Sheila in Barrie gets the nod here. Uh Uh-oh, creeping ground cover. Hello, (laughs) Sheila. How are you? (laughs) Oh, yes. I've had such a problem with this. It's kind of covered my, my whole garden, and now it's creeping into the grass. It's a small, it looks about the size of a loony, and it's shiny green mm. and in a few weeks it'll produce a small yellow flower yep. and then that will die but I have the feeling that these roots go down and and maybe kill off some of my other better flowers. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what to do. Is that Last creeping year, Charlie? Yeah, could, cover over it like a, what do you call it? Gardener's carpet? I put that over it. Yeah. I think that just acted more like <laughs> a 
greenhouse than oh, a... It's, it's probably one of the toughest questions we'll ever get in gardening, Sheila. It really is. They're so invasive, these plants. Often they were brought here by our grandparents because they were so in, invasive and, 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 and they wanted them to spread quickly. So to get to your question, Sheila, uh, you've either got to sort of take two approaches, which is one, I'm going to kind of live with it somewhat and, and sort of pick it back where it's really annoying me, or do a total renovation job, one or the other. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I wish there was a, an you easier... You mean, like, dig it right out? Yeah, yeah. In, 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 in fact, pick the area that you want to uh, not only eradicate the ground cover, but eradicate everything. Sterilize so, the whole thing. Sterilize the whole thing, and that can be done by thick black plastic uh, put down to, to uh, take out the, the light. Uh, if there's any perennials in there that, or shrubs that you want to save, dig them out now, put them in pots, save them so you can replant them. Uh, but you've literally got to take a really and, – and, and maybe, maybe, Sheila, what you need to do is uh, call, you know, call in a company at this point in time to say, yeah, um, you, yeah, you know, this is, what I, this is what I really want to do. And, and, and they'll sort of take it over and, and, and get you back to where you can start a new garden. Oh, okay. Do you know any in Barry? <laughs> uh, well, that's a great question. And as Frank mentioned earlier, you can just go to our Landscape Ontario website, um, okay. landscapeontario.com. Put in your postal code, Sheila, and, and what will pop up is a, is a whole bunch of uh, professional landscape companies uh, that have done work in your neighborhood. So Thank that, you so much. Yeah, that will help hey. you. Yeah, good question, Sheila. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. You. And it leads us to another plug for Landscape Ontario. You can check them out online, www.landscapeontario.ca. Dot com. Dot com. Yeah. Okay, good. Glad I had that. Gee, Dennis, uh, thank you very much for coming by this morning to sub in for our good friend Charlie Dobbin. My pleasure. From whom we'll hear a little bit later on. And you have requested, of course, a little poem, <laughs> <clears throat> which I have written for you this, uh, expressly for Dennis. His name is Flanagan. We'll ask him back again, because he's smart and funny, and for this poem, he paid me money. There we go. Okay. David Gaskin, thank you for all your hard work in the other room there, getting all set for uh, Dave's Corner Garage with uh, Dave Rediger and Alan Gelman, and uh, (laughs) a $5 bill just floated across the table here. Look at that. You think I'm going to give that back? You're crazy. I'm keeping that. Okay. Have a good day, my friends. Happy Easter and uh, happy Hanukkah to one. Oh, happy Hanukkah. Happy Passover Thanks, to Frank. one and all. Okay. And uh, we'll see you again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of Radio Aaron with Frankie Benson. Heard Sunday evenings from 6 to 7 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.